Brave CF lightweight contender John Bruin. How you doing, man? Good to get back. Good to get you back on the show and uh, and get and chat it up, man. What's going on? Yo, what's up, John? Yeah, it's good, man. Just uh, training hard, so, as usual. You you said training hard, man. But before you got back to training, you were on lockdown for a while. New Zealand was pretty serious about it. Uh, how did you spend your time? I killed a lot of time uh, just training and sleeping, basically. So um, I was I was still able to um, get sessions in with at least like a, the boxing bags and, and the weight room and everything like that. And I had a running track that I could get on. So I could still block out a lot of the day, but um, the rest of the time just I'm sort of same as what what everyone else been doing, I just quarantine stuff, bro. What else? What were you doing though with the with the extra time? You know, what I mean, did you just like sit around watch uh, TV, or did you pick up a new hobby or something? Right, I'll tell you what, I started off with a hiss and a roar with the old, uh, you know, the quarantine. At the start of it, everyone was all hyped up on the old self development. So I started the old, uh, where I was meditating, I was stretching, I was. Eating paleo, I was doing it all, you know, and then uh, we did that for four weeks in New Zealand. We had a, a really strict lockdown, and then I guess when uh, when we started scaling back the uh, the lockdown, it was like I started scaling back my uh, my commitment to these uh, these new hobbies that I had. So, I mean, some of them are stuck around, you know, because that that's what it's like when you're fighting. You got a little bit of spare time. You always trying to uh, find new new things that are going to help out and stuff. So some stuff stuck around, but I basically just started and failed a whole, uh, a whole, you know, kind of new way of living uh, for those four weeks. And then now it's just back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody, everybody's like that. Everybody on the lockdown tried something new. Everyone Someone stuck around. All these books. Yeah. <laughs> everyone was doing all this stuff, you know, new life, you know, I got better t-shirts about that you know come out of lockdown better than you were before kind of stuff and uh yeah i mean it was a little bit overkill but you know you've got so much time on your hand you might as well do something did you spend the time alone or were you lit were you with your family what was the situation solo bro dead solo you know damn so it was it was like yeah so you can imagine like if i was probably around other people i probably wouldn't have gone so deep into some of the stuff i, I was doing you know mm -hmm. so that was, um, yeah, it was kind of a funny situation, especially trying to pull. Um, I'm like that, bro. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on, go on a new diet, or like, you know, I wanna try something extreme. I'll like, you know, I'll still get my tour days in and everything. And so that was kind of funny, doing that for four weeks straight, just like, for instance, working out by yourself. You know, so you're. Every day, you don't have to wake up early any time, but you still got to work out and just driving yourself to work out by yourself every day was kind of uh, an interesting experience, you know. You'd never have that as a combat sports athlete, trained for four weeks by yourself, you know. So that was kind of strange. Do you find a new level of self-motivation during that time? Yeah, I mean, and that, and that like everything else, would come in peaks and valleys, you know. One day you're like, You've got that whole Mike Tyson approach, you know, they're sleeping, I'm training, you know. They're fucking eating, uh, eating Cheetos and stuff, and I'm here training, you know, during the lockdown and everything. Mm -hmm. And then the next day you're thinking, like, well, are we going to fight in two months or are we going to fight in two years? Like, what am yeah. I? Because you're thinking to yourself, if I'm not fighting in two years, then 
I'm going to go, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm going to give up and stop training and everything, but I'm definitely going to have a blowout speed or something like that, you know, but it, I guess, um, I guess it started kind of turning around pretty quick and we're lucky that the UFC got rolling quickly. So it kind of kept everything, um, everyone's goals kind of within reach. So most people, yeah, well, at least our boys all, all stayed in pretty good shape over lockdown. It's not like it's been this big fat camp the past couple of weeks. Everyone's in shape, so it's all good. Huh? Definitely. Well, you know, before the lockdown and all that stuff happened, I know that you were already training at City Kickbox. You I think you were getting ready for your fight before it got canceled over there. Uh, when and why did you decide to uh, head back home? Because you were in Bali for a few years. Yeah, yeah. So um, I did. I was over living in Bali, based in Bali for two years there, and I um, I ended up moving home basically after after going home after my last fight, and um, and then yeah, I think by by Christmas I was I was based back in um, back in New Zealand, and there was heaps of different reasons, but you know, and personal and you know professional in terms of the training and everything, um, but you know I'm obviously from here and all my family's back here and everything like that. So when I kind of thought about like the base for myself moving forward, I was like, well, where do I want to end up? And where do I want to kind of um, eventually leave something behind? And if that place is, is New Zealand, then, then that's where I'll, I'll go. And then it doesn't hurt when you're getting, um, the, you know, the best, the best training in the world um, and a pretty pretty ridiculously nice city to live in also in Auckland so you know say what you want about like you know city lifestyle and living in the rat race and stuff but it's not really a rat race when you um when you're training at 9 and 10 a.m in the morning while everyone else is at work you know none of the guys that are on the mats with us every morning are um are really grinding out a corporate lifestyle or anything so it is, it's not like fighting is easy or anything but it's definitely fun so so being able to do that back home and and awesome with some of the best guys in the world it's, it's pretty hard to pass up but did you train there before or is this the first time you've you you trained with city kickboxing it was kind of um i hadn't hadn't um officially trained there before and stuff um but i had i had done some sessions there and i, I had like um i had like a little bit of a relationship with some of the boys from there who had, you know maybe i'd Either man, I've either fought them, I've seen them at shows, or I've trained alongside the boys at some stage, you know. And so it wasn't like I didn't know anyone there, but it wasn't like I had um, I had experienced what it was like to train there full time or anything like that when I made that switch. But I, it's not like I had a, I was walking up to a closed door, you know. That the boys were super sweet, you know. I just walk in and start training like anybody else. Um, and then just yeah, that's that's what I've been doing ever since uh, boxing. That stuff. That's it. Yeah. So it was a very open arms situation then for you at City Kickboxing because I talked to Eugene about like bringing in new fighters, and he kind of has a, a a process of how he kind of brings people in and, and keeps them around in the gym. Yeah, well, and like I said, I had I had done sessions there um, before. Actually, like before I went to Bali. Um, I, w I had gone in and done done some sessions in the morning because where I was training um, back then, like preparing for my fight, we didn't have like daytime classes and, and stuff like that. So I went there in the morning for a couple sessions. And so, 
Yeah, I knew all, I knew the fighters, right? I knew I either knew them or I or I knew of them and everything like that. And I'd ran into them and bumped into them and stuff like that. And even Eugene, obviously, I'd been, um, seen him at shows. I'd seen, I'd watched him fight in, in the past and stuff. So the New Zealand the New Zealand um, fight community is is really small in the sense that like it it's like one degree of separation, two degrees of separation at max. You know, it's it's, it's um. Yeah, so it's pretty easy. In fact, that's kind of how it's been. Like the the city kickboxing stable in terms of local fighters is it's like we've all kind of just known each other, and then we all just started training together. Most of the boys have, yeah, for sure, fought one another. You know, I've fought probably three or four guys who I'm training with on the mat now, and and they would have fought three or four others. You know, so yeah, we definitely have a good stable of guys there. And, um, and yeah, we've all kind of just like known each other through the years and decided to pull up. And um, so, yeah, we've got some, you know, the best fighters in the world and the best coaches in the world. And we're all just kind of putting it together. Or I'm just, you know, I just, they, they had this system um, sitting there waiting for me, you know, when I wanted, when I decided to move home and, um, and live back in Auckland. So that's, that's pretty, um, that's a pretty massive blessing for me. You know? So that's, that's been the, uh, Something I've really like been been really important coming home. Obviously, you know you wouldn't want to come home and, and just start and figure out that you can't continue your career or anything. And then I've I've got the exact opposite. I'm come come back to a place where you know they can take me wherever I want to go in this sport. This is a this is a great place to be. Who have been your uh, closest training partners so far? Um, here in in New Zealand. Yeah. Um. So being back here, I've been. I've known kind of that I've been um, looking towards fighting Sam Patterson um, mm-hmm. for a while. And um, that fight kind of still on the table. And that was the one that was postponed in April. And uh, so I guess I've been kind of gravitating more and more towards grabbing those bigger guys for the spine. Um, the, the, the guys with similar frames. So, you know, we've got a couple of the boys, Cameron, um, being Boise, I'm lucky. I've got guys like you know Israel and Dan who are, who have been preparing this whole time to give you good quality rounds. You know, um, all the lightweights in the gym. You know, BJ Bland, the Barker boys. Like, it's just um, a whole heap of perfect sized bodies for me with you know varying skill levels and stuff. So, um, yeah, every, every, getting looks from everyone really, and, and because I've been kind of in and out of fight camp since being back here, it's kind of just been this this massive um, learning process, like flipping the switch, kind of getting the understanding of what it's like being in fight camp and then having to taper off and then going into lockdown and then coming back out. And then we're, you know, is the, is the fight even on the table? And so in terms of training, the training has been really consistent, but the goal has kind of, shifted a little bit so it's meant that I've been able to train with like all kinds of different guys and, and that's you know that's kind of how I like to do it when I'm out of camp anyway and then when I'm in the camp zoning and there'll be guys that I lean on a little bit more just give me a hand with the specific I also saw that you added management were you managing yourself before you signed the deal with them um I wasn't necessarily like managing myself um I would just always kind of leave it to my coaches and and they would always look after me on that front basically and that was always kind of like a fair fair setup and um 
but yeah, um, now I've got management that that's representing me really well and and helping me out with some of the things that, like for a fighter, I mean, when you when you go to do some of these things, whether it be like teeing up an interview or trying to talk to a sponsor or whatever, it's not really the mission of doing it. It's the mission of like, man, do I even know how to do this kind of thing? Yeah. You know, it's a two it's a two step mission. Whereas, like, for your management who, like, isn't having to worry about training and, and isn't, like, kind of you, like, gives you an objective um, perspective and also, like, you know, they can take care of those things that, as a fighter, you get anxiety about, you know? Like, I, be, I, I don't even like answering phone calls, you know what I mean? If I, you know, I'll answer the third phone call. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised like I, I picked up on, on your first one, you know what I mean? That's just how I am. So if I was in charge of like calling people quick, fast and in a hurry, it just wouldn't get done. So um and that's it. You know, it's just it's, it's, it's been it's been a good good thing for me to have, especially moving back to New Zealand. I'm already kind of, you know, making a big change and everything. There's been a lot of changes and stuff, um, this year in general. Um, it's good to have have the the management side fully ironed out and it's something that like I was kind of looking at for a while but I didn't know how to do it I didn't know the standard um and I guess the bigger picture for me that was slowing me down was like you know you don't know half of the people oh you know 90% of the people who talk to you are just trolling you like and they're just guys who have seen you online and I don't know they're from like a big company they're just going to add you to a list and then like try to be an agent for you, but that's not the same as managing you and helping you out and, you know, actually having a personal relationship with someone who you speak to and everything. So that's, that's um, I'm happy that I've, I've sorted that situation and it's working well for me. You know? yeah, definitely, man. Um, it's a huge burden off your shoulders probably. It's just like, man, your yeah. mind is at peace. Yeah, and it's just, it's just like, when, man, when you don't know, if you know how to do something, going about and doing it is sweet. But trying to do something and learn on the fly can, can be a real um, a real pain sometimes, you know, and just cause you unnecessary kind of stress and doubt or whatever, you know. So when you when you don't have to worry about that and you know someone is better able, better suited for that job and take it off your hands and do it for you, man, it's, it's a no-brainer, you know. And um, it's just, yeah, it's just the, the simple, like, rules of delegation. You know what I mean? You delegate to people who actually know what they're doing, and maybe you might get a better result out of this. So that's what's been done so far. You mentioned Sam Patterson earlier. You were set to fight him in the main event in April, I believe. Brave is returning back to having shows in in July. You know, has the promotion reached out to you and said, you know, we're we're looking at this date to rebook you, or is like you just said earlier, it's up in the air, so. Is it just like you don't know anything? Yeah, it's not like a hundred percent official right now, but we are we are looking at um, at a date at the end of August. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, I guess it's, it's just in that final final stages. I guess the negotiation kind of thing. So just waiting on that to to be uh, be a hundred percent. But it, like in my mind, it's um, it's going through. Um, yeah, sometime at the end of August. So that, that's perfect for me and gives me a good run in and everything. And I've been training back at, at City Kickboxing hard for a while now. So there will, there'll be no um, excuses on my end 
um, about you know conditioning or any, or, or any kind of questions about that because of COVID or anything. Like that. It's the same as always for me. You know, just send me um, send me the the piece of paper to sign and everything, and then send me the the, the tickets. And, and if it works out logistically, then we can we can make it happen. I mean, I'm not. I won't be thrilled to do a two-week quarantine here in New Zealand afterwards, but I'll do it, like, 100%. Yeah. So, it just is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's your career, man. Now, when you head into this fight, are you looking at it as a title eliminator? Because I feel like a lot of people are probably looking at it like that. I mean, I think that's that's where it's le- leading to, like, you know. I don't know what, um, what they'll do with that division. I don't know what's happening with that title fight, you know. Because um, I think there's they're still probably looking to make the um, silver and Garam fight. Um, but for sure, like this is, when you're looking at the division, who's who's coming up next and who's coming in hot, well then these would probably be the two guys, right? So it makes sense to figure out which one is um, is is the real deal, which one is, is left over after, after we compete, and then um, put that guy in a title shot. So yeah, I'm treating this like a, a title eliminator. Yeah, no, I know every fight is like a step closer to the title, but this is like a pretty damn, pretty damn near the top step, you know. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I think of it. The goal, of course, is to challenge for the belt, the champion Silva. Mm-hmm. You know, he has it in his possession. You're looking at him. Mm-hmm. You're you're dissecting him. How do you feel? How how do you feel about the matchup? You know, when it eventually happens, and how do you feel like you match up against him? I think it's a I think it's a pretty good matchup for mm-hmm. for me. Um, at the moment, I think that uh, without doing too much diving into uh, mm. into his fights and, and his tendencies and everything like that, um, like on the surface, I just look at him and I'm like, that's that's the type of body that I I like to fight. You know, like one of the taller range of fighters, I've kind of thought about those kind of fights a lot. You know, because I'm kind of tall and rangy, mm. I'm thinking, okay. How do I stop someone using this strategy against me? You know, the, the shorter man strategy, getting on the inside and everything. So then I've thought deeply about how to be that shorter guy as well. Like, what would I do in those scenarios? And I really enjoy, um, I really enjoy the times where I've fought um, taller, taller rangy guys. And I definitely like enjoy getting on the mats with those types of guys and having those guys inspiring too. You don't always. Um, don't always get them, but when you do get them, it's, it's pretty fun. So, um, yeah, like I said, I've been, I've been enjoying my preparation for um, Sam Patterson in terms of leaning towards guys with that kind of build, and I guess the champ is, is reasonably similar. I'd say he's a little bit um, a little bit thicker, probably a little bit stronger, um, but does, doesn't does throw the same kind of variety that Sam throws at his opponent, um, but then probably... Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not too sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't look any deeper than that. Just on a surface level, I like the matchup. On a um, technical like level, I'd have to. I'd have to look deeper. Get my. Get my coaches to do that. You know, when that um, gets gets put together. Well, before you know any of that happens, right? You have this fight, probably at the end of August, coming up against Sam Paris. I'm excited for that matchup because I've seen Sam yeah. fight for the past few years, and I've seen you fight for the past few years. It's a great matchup, man. Uh, it's it's a matchup that yeah, I don't really see it going to the decision. You know, I, mean? I feel like you guys are both in there to finish, and you guys want to make an impression because he looks like he's entering the fight 
looking at it as a title limiter mm-hmm. too. And when you got that, you know, that brew, that brewing, you know, together, it's just like, man, it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Thanks, John, for the, uh, for the, um, for the interview and the time and, uh, good luck, man. And, uh, getting, you know, your training all situated and, and, uh, getting to the fight and be safe, man. Thank you so much. No problem, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man.